sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Yes, folks, we have Exilia Consulting Group on the show today. But before we meet the CEO, I want to say Happy New Year. Yes, this is the first show that we've done in 2023, and it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great year. We know that a lot of people are a little bit nervous out there. They're a little bit concerned, but I believe if you have the right state of mind, you can achieve anything that you want to. Remember, Business Eye, we've been, we've been doing this show for a very long time. So reach out to your friends, share it on LinkedIn, share it on podcasts, because what we want to do is try and reach as many business people around the country so we can help each other. My guest today is Paul. As I said, he's a CEO. He is a consultant. And he, believe me, he is a man of knowledge and wisdom like myself. Consultancy industry is growing. The figures out of the States are saying that it's over maybe 200 billion and more and more people are interested. But there's good consultants, there's bad consultants, and then there's the right consultant. Paul, welcome to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Hey Joe, good morning and I uh, look delighted to, to be here and I didn't realise I was the first guest of 2023, so delighted to work with you and kick this, kick this year off and uh, have a a good conversation. So thanks for the opportunity. Delighted to be here. And Paul, you're, you know, the New Year's resolution, everyone is planning, to, you know, what they're going to do. And then they sort of dip off in mid-January. And I think we've had Blue Monday is already past us. And But for yourself, what was your New Year's resolution? And you're a big runner as well. You're a marathon runner. And so tell me, what was your, you know, gift to yourself for 2023? Yeah, yeah. I suppose I'm I'm a bit odd, Joe, because I um I plan <laughs> I plan my 23 in September of 22, <laughs> and when you're I suppose most people in business need you know you, you need to be doing that, and I suppose personally as well. I um as you mentioned there, I'm a, I'm a runner. I I I'm chasing a a goal I set myself about six years ago, which was to do the marathon majors and. Uh, the, the six uh, big uh, marathon races in the world. And uh, I've four done. I finished New York in November. So I was no sooner out of finished over the line. And again, most runners would know I was uh, I was planning my Chicago trip for next October. So that's my gift to myself um, in terms of in terms of that. And obviously a year of running and uh, mindfulness as I uh, <laughs> do, do the miles between here and October, you know. One of the thing about exercise and preparing your body as well, that, you know, if you are in business and you want to have that extra energy of what you're doing, it's good to have a fit body and a fit mind. And especially, you know, for me, it's going to the gym and it's walking and for you, it's running. But it's about actually that time that we get to be very creative for our clients. So do you have some of the most inspiring ha-ha moments when you're out running? I do, I do, and um, I suppose particularly on the longer runs um, at the at the weekend because I suppose you've a, a bit more free time in terms of headspace. But I'd I'd call on Sunday from a client, would you believe? And they were looking for a solution. He wanted it on Monday morning at nine o'clock. And I said to him, you've caught me at a good time because I'm going out to do a 10K and I'll give you a ring afterwards and let you know what I think. So 
he didn't stop me getting out the door, but um, he did consume a bit of my mind um, in terms of solution. But it is, look, it's good. I compartmentalize things. And sometimes when I'm running, I, I just switch off totally and think about nothing other than enjoying the nature around you, which is important too. But um, yeah, when, you, when you're on long runs, I can I can break stuff down and it helps, helps tick the miles over. <laughs> you're like Superman. You go, I'll be back to you with a solution in an hour. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I heard a speaker years ago saying, "You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go in and think about that, and after I've thought about it, I'm going to give you a call." And you know, that is working. You know, diarying out thinking time, um, and making sure that you get that space to to think about things rather than actually doing things, but really think about something that maybe it's a problem or a business strategy, and um, you know, whether it's for your own business or for a for a client business. And uh, yeah, I do, I do carve that out or learning and development time into the diary, because if you don't put it in, it doesn't happen. Yeah, but I, th- I, I think thinking is very important. A lot of people, you know, they believe that they need to be doing. And sometimes you're doing because you've only feel the need that you think you're doing something. And they haven't they haven't learned to actually just sit back and think because the more that you sit back and think the more of those ideas that will come into your head which will actually solve those problems as well so with when you're working with clients or you're trying to get the right fit with who needs to work with who i'm sure you go through that process you just don't you know like a hammer hitting hitting something there we go sorry or do you have a system in place that you kind of go okay we know that Bob is great at doing this and he will be a right fit. And how do you know they'll be a right fit with the client as well? Yeah, I suppose there's two sides to that, Joe. One is, I suppose, a lot of our clients are longstanding clients with us. So culturally, you know, the company, culturally, you know, the individual, um, you have good conversations around what fits in with them, the type of people that they're looking for. Um, you know, like for example, if someone's looking for an accountant, you're, you're nearly you're nearly taking it that the accountant can do all the basic accounting stuff that needs to be done. You know, um, but it's it's a case of sitting down and saying, all right, what type of person does this person work well with? And you can see it from the people that they've surrounded with themselves already. You know that that type of individual, and will they? I suppose will they will they fit and will they survive? You know, and you know, I have clients would say to me, "Hey, Paul, you you know what I'm like. <laughs> you know, I'm fussy on this, or you know, I'm pedantic on certain things. You know, so they're aware of their own sort of issues or challenges and their own Achilles heel spots, if you like. So they're they're calling out where they need that filled, and uh, you know, we're we're trying to get that fit. And I suppose often we try and give them. A couple of options because ultimately they're the ones that will decide who the who the right person is and fits into their organization and it depends on the project as well what team members this person will be working with um and how, how will they motivate them or how will they engage with them and work with them you know and i suppose some some need a carrot and some need a stick you know it depends on the the, the challenge or the, the some need a kick in the arse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You said it. I wasn't going to say it on your show, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Auxilia Group, and if anyone wants to check, it's auxiliagroup.ie. Now, Auxilia, what's the name? Where did the name come from? Yeah, so Auxilia is Latin, um, and my uh, my business partner originally, when we formed Auxilia Consultants, had come up with the the name and the brand, and um, it's all about help, um, and it's all about assistance and auxiliary. Um, so providing support um, and I suppose that's what we do and we evolved we went through a merger ourselves in in April of last year with a, a group called the Grey Matters Network 
and we we form then I suppose the auxilia group and uh, you know I suppose we're here to help our clients ultimately if you like and how we help is provide people solutions we we provide really experienced people that are in our uh, associate pool into organizations on whatever terms they need them to deliver the outcomes that they want and i suppose that's that was the real commonality when we sat down to to merge with the guys in the gray matters and uh it was it was all around experience you know experienced people people that can come in see an issue quickly and support quickly and you know been there done that and have the solutions and you know know how to navigate it and uh that that's what we're selling really it's it's experience support and people can buy that then on a consultancy a project or an interim contract basis if you like depending on the needs of what they're trying to achieve yeah so let's clarify so as as your company you have probably around 200 consultants advisors on your books and what people would do is they'd come to yourselves and go look we need help with a b and c and then you would go and match those people up with the projects that the client is asking for would that be in a nutshell no that's it that's correct and i suppose just a clarification there at the moment we've 200 available if you like um we've probably 700 in total um so a lot of them are on projects or they're out deployed um and uh you know that's i suppose we've a big pool of talent and it's one of the challenges for us if you like is that you know we're quite broad in terms of as you can imagine sectoral experience but also functional experience and we've a lot of generalists as well you know so there, there's very few things we can maybe turn our hand to and you know so we're not niche we're not specialists but depending on the needs of the business and the sector we can typically reach in and find people for people you know and if we can't we'll call that out you know you're like the most popular person at a party, you know, when someone finds out what you do, they go, oh, let's speak to Paul because, you know, we might get some business. It's like ourselves when people find out that I'm on the radio, the conversation changed and they come a little bit more warm towards you than if you were just running a normal business as well. Do you find that yourself when you're at a network meeting or when you're talking to people that when you, you know, watching their eyes light up when you tell them what you do? Yeah, no, you do. And I had, I had it yesterday. I was, I was talking to a guy on something totally unrelated, if you like, to work. And um, but obviously there was a brief cover of, of what he does and what I do. And he said, oh, I'll be back to you on that, because I suppose, look, ultimately, there's resource challenges. Everybody, anybody in leadership is trying to build out strong teams and try and get the right talent into their organization. And a lot in a lot of cases, they can't maybe afford that level of experience um you know depending on the stage of growth full time but they can access it part-time and you know i think a lot of a lot of people out there are making choices post-covid around career um, balance um, and flexibility and contracting and i think companies are seeing that as well because for a lot of companies there's still maybe uncertainty around the future um, but they know they need this experience available to them to drive certain things on, otherwise it won't happen. So they've either a capacity issue or a capability issue, but at least they can get access to that experience in a way that's cost effective for their organization. And look, any hire is a risk for any business. You know, people want it to work out, but it doesn't always. And people move, you know, in some cases where, where people have sign someone up they're waiting three months for them to start and the week before they're due to start they ring and say i'm not coming i'm gone somewhere else we're seeing a lot of that um and that's where people get really challenged then because they've no plan b you know um so people ring and say hey look i've, I've postponed the deployment of my projects or whatever i need to get going on this and you know that's where they say get it get us going until we can find the next solution that's more permanent resource you know 
Paul, I would agree there that, you know, there's a lot of challenges where there's nothing worse in an organization when someone, you know, has decided to take on a role. And then the day before they either ring you or even in some cases, they don't even turn up and the person is scratching their head going, what's going on? Because, you know, they've set the the goals. They feel good about this new person is starting and no show. You know, as, as someone once said, when I was meeting, when I stood my wife up for the first time, she had a joke, you know, there's no show like a Joe show, you know. <laughs> but she obviously forgave you, Joe. She so obviously that's forgave me indeed, yes, that, that's it as well. But, you know, cost effective, that's the one thing as well that, you know, and you said it there, that a lot of people can't afford to hire someone for the wages for the wisdom and the knowledge and the experience so it's great to have them come in as a consultant and as an outsider looking in because you could be able to see the blind spots because sometimes when you hire someone they start doing multiple things and they get you know their focus gets lost on the job that they're actually meant to do yeah no absolutely absolutely and like i know that myself having worked i like worked in corporate for you know 20 years in the pharmaceutical sector with um, United Drug and Unifar subsequent to that and you know I knew what I knew in the culture of those businesses if you like and I had lots of different roles so I was you know evolving but the, the culture I wasn't exposed to different cultures or different way of doing things if you like and um, whereas now you know consultants you know they, they see lots of different ways and things that can transcend different sectors there might be natural in one and alien in another you know but you see best practice you know what good looks like and that's what you're bringing in as well you're you're bringing in all that experience from from other organizations in terms of you know what good looks like and uh i think that's really helpful and we're all in our own bubble of running our own businesses if you like so taking the time to get out there and and see how other other businesses are, are running and that's what your show and other shows like this do you know you get to learn from what others are doing and how they're thinking about moving their business forward you know yeah but it's it's you know the reality of it when we're coaching we should be learning as well if you're not learning there's something wrong and that's from both sides of, of it so you know in all the, you said you have nearly 700 consultants there, you have 200 projects going at the moment. Out of percentage wise, what is the biggest calling that people are asking for? Yeah, I, th I think that, look, there's there's lots of people have maybe postponed change <laughs> um, because um, of, of COVID, if you like, you know, they were waiting for certainty or whatever, but they've kind of run out of runway now and they're starting to have to make the changes that they need. Um, obviously, computerization and digitalization is a, is a big piece um, that uh, is an ask. Um, finance is always core to any business. And, um, you know, there, there is a gap there in terms of really strong finance people um, to, you know, to get in a full time employment basis. So they're hard to get in that mid senior tier, if you like. So having having someone that's learning their trade, but overseen by an experienced accountant consultant, if you like, is a, is a model that we're seeing much more of. Um, and, you know, people people are looking constantly to try and transform their business. There's a lot of M&A going on. Um, there's a lot of fundraising going on. People are looking for funding to drive their new business ideas forward. Um, so that, that's a lot of the, the demand that we're seeing. Project management, again, um, people looking for projects to get over the line. And a lot of companies, you know, make the mistake of thinking the internal resource will be able to get it done as well as the day job. 
um, and that that can be usually challenging. They might get there, but there's there's no doubt it'll take a bit longer than having dedicated resources. And you have to weigh up the the cost of that resource versus you know what what benefits will that project deliverable you know give to the business overall. You know, and if you can get it done on time or in that period and. Just I suppose a case study there. We've we've guys there that have a a, dis, a, a sales business, if you like, but they're they're insourcing their, their own distribution now and their own operations. And uh, you know, we've a guy working with them who's just leading them on that journey of purchase of premises and fit out of premises and you know everything that needs to be done on that. They've never done that before. They wouldn't know where to start. And you know that 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 getting them there quickly. But getting them there with the right solution and cost-effective solution is hugely valuable to them. And they would spend treble or quadruple the time trying to figure that out themselves. And they still mightn't get it right. So that's where that's where that experience comes in for people, you know. Yeah, the experience has been able to make that decision rapidly because, you know, there's one thing, and I've said it many a times, if you don't make a decision in a business, it doesn't move. So make a decision. You might make the wrong decision, but you'll figure that out, but you're moving forward by doing it. And a, a lot of organizations might feel stagnant. Um, they, you know, wondering, okay, what are we doing next? And they need to kind of sometimes lose that pride um, and the ego and reach out and say, I need help. I need help with the matter on it. Um, there's another thing that's just popping up as well is that we know that sometimes it's the system that needs to be fixed. You know, people may blame people, but if you look at the system, the system might need to be adjusted with the new people that are actually within the organization. So would you agree with that or would you disagree that it's the people? I, I think when you look at anything that maybe needs, you know, work or needs improvement, there's those three elements to it. And, you know, where I suppose we, we're, we're a no-nonsense consultancy firm. We're a no-nonsense supplier of resources and people. But, you know, like it's it's people process and um, it's, it's the systems then on top of that, if you like. So you have to look at them all together. They're all intertwined and you can have the best system in the world. But if you haven't processes there, procedures agreed, you know that's that's a problem and then the people properly trained and properly aware of the procedures and using the system in the right way um and you know it's it, the system is only as good as the the information and the data that's put into it so those processes to get that in there is is crucial you know so if you have a crm um as an example and it could be the best crm in the world and uh you're you no know, none of the sales people are entering any information into it you know, it's no good. And that's, you know, that's, I suppose, it's all intertwined there, you know, so you have to look at the, the root cause. And, you know, I suppose, is there going to be a commitment to to train people to engage them and get them involved at the start in terms of even the selection of systems or the improvement of systems, you know, we've just gone through that ourselves, we had a CRM system that we've, we we had, and um, we've just reviewed it to see is it fit for purpose, um, vis-a-vis other systems. And, you know, in-house, we had to look at ourselves, you know, and we've made a decision to stick with what we have however there's lots of enhancements to be made to it and we, we learned a lot through that process but again the system you know the people need to be properly trained and the uh, the processes sitting behind it need to be right otherwise it's not going to work so we're reviewing all three basically yeah 
Yes, folks, and we are speaking to Paul Ryan from Auxilia Group. Yes, you can find him on LinkedIn and check their website.ie. Paul, great information there. You were talking just before the break on CRM. And one thing that, you know, as you know, uh, the love that I have is sales and marketing. And I love reaching out and, you know, I love being a deal closer, a rainmaker and making things happen. So when I come to a, an organization, they have a CRM. It's only a small thing. And sometimes people think we've got a CRM. Hooray, we've just saved the day. And it's not. There is so many moving parts to it that they need to understand and it's actually the communication that they need to embody within their own company for them to be successful so as a company what's the language or the communication that you use to sort of help your clients trust and believe in what you do as well yeah i I think you know a lot of the clients that we have it's built through it's built through reputation um it's it's built through long-standing relationships so when we're when we're sitting down with a potential new client, we always say that that you know we we want to be here with you for the long haul on your journey. So we're not in for the quick project and you know quick win in and out. Um, we do want to get in and deliver something really concrete for them, so that when they have an issue again, that they will think of us and come back to us if you like. So you know, often you know people are sitting across the table from us. We might be proposing something. Their issue might be very big or they might have multiple issues and we say look let's get the relationship up and running and let's start something and do something together and we need to get to understand you a bit better and you need to understand us a bit better in terms of our capabilities and then you build from there and um you know that's i suppose that's how i've always operated you know personally and when we when i partner with michael broderick my partner in auxilia consultants and then mick tony and declan in the gray matters network you know the values of how we operated were fundamental to us coming together in any partnership and that's you know we we we'd really spent a lot of time teasing that out so delivering you know the profits come and sales come but client satisfaction <laughs> is fundamental for us and if you can deliver that then, you know, then you're winning. And there's nothing like a referral then from a client to, to say, these guys are great. You should be talking these to These guys them. are great. Yeah. Legend. Legend. Yeah. Legend. And, guys, and I should say guys and girls, Joe, because, um, you know, like in fairness, like we've, we've tw- over 20% of our um, associate pool are, are female. So we, I, we I call of- everyone a guy. Guys, welcome <laughs> yeah. guys, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, tell me. probably a limerick thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me. <laughs> When is the time to walk away? When is it that you realize something isn't working out and you need to walk away? Yeah, so we, we've, uh, you know, we've situations there where we, we just mightn't have the talent or we can't get at it. So there are scarce resources there. So if someone's for looking for a UX, UI, you know, senior designer, you can't get those. We can't get them. We don't have them. Um, or if we do, they're deployed elsewhere. So, you know, we... We figured that out quite quickly and we just said, look, that's that's not within our, our gift, if you like. But we do keep it on our radar because if we come across it, we'll double back, you know. But what about if you're in a business and you're helping a business and you kind of then go, hang on, this isn't working. We need to walk away. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think there, like, it, this, it becomes a natural thing with, with the, you know, we, we talk to our clients all the time to find out their levels of satisfaction. So any client meeting that I'd ever have, you know, we, we we have a check-in and say, are you happy with where we are? Are you happy with the progress that we're making? Is there anything you need to call out to us, if you like? So getting that feedback, not at the end, <laughs> throughout the journey is crucial. Um, and 
Yeah. And you know, you kind of know where you stand. Um, but I, you know, we we have scenarios there where, where, where things just run to a natural conclusion. Of, you know, in the odd occasion, we'd have a fit issue. Um, you know, so I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Um, and then it, it's a case of here, look, this person isn't right for us. You know, we thought they would work in our organization. Um, and you know, you take them out, you'd either give them an option of finding someone else or you'd you'd move on. I've, I've I've another example there. I suppose contracting is very different from employment, I suppose, Joe, in the sense that, you know, I think when people are recruiting someone in, as an employee, it's a it's there's a much higher risk to it. And obviously, if it doesn't work, there's a much higher risk. And when you're in to take somebody out, it's very challenging if you like, if they're not performing. And um, you know, so I have I have people that at the moment there's you know, and they are they're also looking at a, a person that we're putting forward of a client at the moment, they're saying they're overqualified. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the risk there is that they will come in and move on. Right. But as a contractor, you will show up on the Monday morning. Right. Because your whole credibility is built around, you know, delivering. You will show up. You will see a project through if you commit to it. Um, uh, whereas an employee may not or may not work out. And that's that's a big difference. And I think some of we're trying to educate some of our clients and new clients around that is that you can get overqualified people who are more than happy to deliver for you. They're not looking for a full-time job, but they're happy to share their experience and get stuck in and do the detail if they need to, because it's a different, it's a different solution. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're, we're seeing that on occasion where people are just mixing up between, you know, contracting and, and um, uh, the, the whole employment. And the, the thing about contracting is I'm, I'm the son of a plumber. Um, and uh, the whole thing about contracting, I'll use the analogy, you can turn the tap on and off. You know, so if it's run its course and you're happy and you've got what you want out of it, you can turn it off. Um, if there if there's an issue, you can turn it off and get somebody else. You know, so it's it's not and that that's you know that's a phone call really. Um, you know, um, so we're not tying people into big long term contracts if it's not working for people, it's not working, and you 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 have an exit out of it. You know. Yeah, I think it's always important to be asking questions, as I say and asking the right questions, because if you ask the wrong questions, you solve the wrong problems. And I think that's important. And that's with experience and knowledge. And one of the things which you mentioned in there is about about asking as well. Customer care is so, so important because once the people know that you care about them, really genuinely care about them, it makes a big difference as well in the the transaction and the the whole process of the you know them working with you and getting the results that they want to get as well so yeah it's it's crucial yeah and we we do i suppose we get vested in their business as well yeah, you know so you have to you know there's a huge sharing you know like they're sharing their problems you know and some of the problems that they mightn't even share with their teams you know and that's like that there's a big trust there in that so you have to be you have to be very conscious of that. They have to know that when they're talking to you, it's in confidence and that, um, you know, that you're going to help them navigate a solution or solutions around that um, without maybe exploding that out into the, the, the broader team, you know. So there is, there's a, you know, that trust relationship is is crucial. Tell me, what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear, getting injured, <laughs> not being able to run. Um, and if I can't run, if I can't run, uh, you'd have to talk to my wife about what that means. But uh, yeah, I, I suppose that's more on the, the personal side of it. But uh, I suppose from a business side, like we, we're, we're highly ambitious for this 
business um, uh, auxilia group in terms of the brand um, and how we want to grow it. And um, I suppose we wake up every day, myself and the, the team, motivated to, to make that happen. But it has to be at, at the right pace as well. We don't want to grow too fast and, you know, let that quality standard drop. You know, it's it's that's crucial to us or take on too much. And, uh, you know, so... We're, we're very conscious of growing at a steady rate that um, makes sure that we continue to deliver and we don't damage the brand and that growth. That's that's important to us, you know. Yeah, it's, it's important to ask questions like, you know, how much business can we take on and what is the growth and what is the potentiality of us making, at the end of the day, it's about profit and revenue ourselves, but being able to do it that it doesn't affect the quality of our work as well. And I think that's that's quite important. Um, also, I'm, I'm you know, asking you the hard questions now. Regrets, you know, is there anything that you've regretted that you've, you know, in the, in your business and that you look back on, you know, we could have made a better decision there? Yeah, I've, I've certainly career regrets, all right, um, as, I, as I look back over the, the whole lot um, in terms of, uh, in terms of, I suppose I came into consulting um, after, you know, um, two redundancies through two organizations, you know, and that I had great careers with and learned a huge amount, but just through the market and the way things were. So so for me, um, I only wish I found consulting earlier because I personally, I love the variety. I love the the building relationships with lots of people. Um, I love seeing and experiencing different cultures. Um I love winning business. Um, I'm not a salesman, career salesman. I'm an accountant by trade, if you like. But as someone said to me years ago, Joe, you have a personality. How are you an accountant? But I, <laughs> and that's with the greatest. My wife was an accountant, so. <laughs> 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 And you married, you did marry her even after standing her up. Yeah. Well, well, she, she's um, now a nutritionist and she found, realized that accountancy was just a means to an end. And now she loves what she does. So that's like yourself. It is. But I, and I think, look, there's a, there's a, there's a piece there, the finance piece for me, everything, you know, people are in business, let's call it spade as spade to make profit, you know what I mean? And make a living, you know, so it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a huge fundamental base for, for, working with our clients and uh, advising them. But, you know, and and we've fantastic, you know, accountants in our associate pool that are far better accountants than I ever was or would be, you know, and like, so there's there's huge talent there. But I think that that, that's that piece. I think the the business regrets, at at this moment in time, in terms of Auxilia Group and what we've done, there's nothing major for me. Um, You know, we're on a journey here. Um, I, I think chosen great partners and the partners that I have in the in the business whether it's Michael or the, the the GMN team and you know we've great staff that are you know usually important to us um in, in the business as well and uh you know so, so driving on with them I that's the most important thing for us we've fantastic clients that support us so today I've, I've no regrets that I've had you know that does not need me up if you like <laughs> yeah I think it's it's important as well that you know as I said before you know the past doesn't define you you know it's the future so all those regrets may they or all those lessons may they be wisdom and that's what they are like you know what we've all made mistakes and our, our bad decisions but we don't look at them as bad decisions we look at them as a learning curve 
because once you've experienced through that and gone through it, you can actually then share that with your client so it doesn't happen to them. Tell me, um, without mentioning the word with the big R, which I refuse to mention, um, and everyone is, you know, because you can see it in papers, the big R, the big R is coming. And and, and, and if anyone that's trying to figure that out, it's the word recession. Um, this year, you know, for me, it's, you know, I'm calling it the year of the dollar, you know. So, you know, after the last couple of years of the, um, as I would say, the show, uh, we are moving into, I believe, massive opportunities and a lot of people will be burying their head in the sand they'll you know you can see the big in america especially there's massive layoffs however i think that if you have the right mindset and you have the right tools and the right gut feeling and grit you can actually thrive in an industry like this so tell me speaking to the companies that you're speaking to and you know all the the advisors and consultants that you have What's your thoughts for this year, for 2023? Yeah, well, we're, we're quite positive in terms of our own business. And the, I suppose the reason for that, Joe, is because of the R, if you like, and as, as you called it out there. So if, if people are cutting resources um, in, in anticipation of difficult times, they're losing a lot of experience and they're losing a lot of talent um, in that. And if you have a person that you know, leaves the business that does 10 things. Um, eight of those might be picked up by other people in the organization, but there still might be two things there that um, need somebody else with experience. And I suppose that's where contracting or consultancy fits in. So you realize, all right, I don't need that full-time resource anymore. However, I will need a resource to help us with certain things at certain times. So from our business point of view, um, more fluid solutions for business, whether it's on contract or consultancy or a project basis, is actually attractive for companies in that environment. So we're quite positive about that. And our client mix as well then is very, very broad across many, many sectors. So we're not dependent on a tech sector or a food sector or a particular hospitality sector. We're, we're very broad there. And I learned that through COVID, the, the C word, if you want to use that. But I learned that we, we quickly saw that we had clients that were rapidly scaling in, in that environment. We had clients that were working differently in that environment, but still doing okay. And then we had clients that were on their knees and they all needed help, <laughs> just different types of help. So we, you know, we were, we were, I suppose, thriving in that sort of environment and huge satisfaction of being able to actually help people. Um, and, and, you know, I suppose, look, my mother was a carer for years <laughs> and does home help. And, you know, she, uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of built into the DNA, if you like, we're here to help people and support people. And that's, you know, that's, that's what we do, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be important for organizations to have outside counsel and for them to actually be able to navigate through a year. Um, and it's using the resources that they have. And if a, an organization is smart, as we roll along, things will get better. Because, you know, recessions can last 10 months or they can last, you know, a year, two years. But look, look, I look at my own life and I look at the examples. Like I've been in business and worked through three decades. I've worked through, you know, the, the first Gulf War, 
you know then there was the recession you know you know then there was another recession and there was then another war and everybody kind of and then there was 9-11 so I've gone and worked through all these and I've made money in them all and you make money in because you kind of get your head down and go right this is this is what we're doing this is the plan and I think it's having that plan of attack and having that outside counsel that will help as well yeah yeah and I know chatting to yourself Joe like coaching and you know we've a, we've a lot of coaches and mentors on our panel here as well and you know, I, I suppose having a coach is, is crucial. Now you have my coach and you know, the, the rest of the team have as well. And it's 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 vital just to be able to challenge you, but able to help you think things through and so on. And that's, you know, like surrounding yourself with good people, people that you could trust and experience people. I think that's uh, it as well. Vital, yeah. you know, good advisors. T- tell me, um, we'll come to the end. Um, we know that we, we have mentioned your company to people. What's your plan? you know, as the company want to grow for 2023? Yeah, we, we, I suppose we've some recruitment going on at the moment. Um, you know, we're, we, we see a lot of ad hoc requirements um, that we, we can service in-house um, with, with just a more flexible in-house solution rather than a contracted solution. Um, you know, so we're looking to add salespeople into our team, if you like to, you know, all the partners, you know, we've, we've done well to win business built in our relationships if you like but we're not traditional salespeople. so we need to get them we're a new brand so we need to get our messaging out there and uh appreciate the opportunity with your show here today joe to do that but you know we we just need to get our name out there and let people be aware that there are there are options and there there are solutions for them and uh continue to do that but most importantly just continue to service what we're doing well and you know i think that that will we'll keep building and building off that and uh you know, steady, steady as she goes. <laughs> we're not trying to take over the world here, Joe, but we're we're trying to be really good at what we do and build out that brand and reputation. So that's that's what we're that's what we're targeting for the next twelve months. As as you say, steady as she goes, steady as she goes. And look, um, tell me, people can reach out to you on LinkedIn. Uh, they can find Auxilia Group Consultancy on LinkedIn as well. I'm going to ask you one question. One question, and the question is. You know, you're a runner. What song do you like to listen to on the road? And what is that song so we can play it out on the show today? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose, yeah, auxiliagroup.ie, Joe, that's where they'll find us. And um happy to talk to anybody that might have a need. Um, for me, I, I suppose you asked me that question just to, to, like in terms of, you know, I know uh, Christy Dignam there in Aslan at the moment is is struggling at health. And I suppose I give thanks every day for my own health and being able to do what I want to do. And, um, you know, that's the most important thing. And all our clients, you know, when we chat to them as well, it's the same thing. The business is important, but your health and your family is is crucial. So that's a bit of thought for Christy there. So maybe a bit of Aslan and Angie um, would be would be a nice song to hear, Joe. And what uh, a great Irish artist, you know. Crazy World is, yeah. <laughs> you know, is, is, is a great yeah. song. And, you know, we play it often on a Saturday night. And kind of just makes me, you know, reminds me of people that I love and are no longer with us as well. So, yeah, they're, um, they're a great band. Paul, thank you for coming on to Business Eye here at Dublin South of M. It's been a pleasure. We wish you all the success. And look, all you can do is go onwards and upwards. So thank you for coming on today.